Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading Clever Elsie. There once was a man who had a daughter called Clever Elsie. When she had grown up, her father said, It's time for her to get married. I agree, said her mother, if only someone would come along and take her. At last, someone named Hans came from far away, and he began courting her. However, he set one condition. Clever Elsie had to prove she was really smart. Oh, said her father, she's as bright as the newborn day. Oh, said her mother, she can see the wind coming down the road and hear flies cough. Fine and good, said Hans, but if she isn't really smart, I'm not going to take her. When they were sitting at the table and had finished their meal, the mother said, Elsie, go down to the cellar and fetch some beer. Clever Elsie took the pitcher from the wall, went down to the cellar, and along the way played with the lid by flapping it to pass the time. When she got down there, she took a stool and put it in front of the keg so she would not have to stoop, for she was afraid of hurting her back or causing herself some unexpected injury. Then she set the pitcher in front of her and turned the tap. While the beer was running, she kept her eyes busy by looking up at the wall, where she gazed round for some time. At last, she caught sight of a pickaxe hanging directly above her. The masons had left it hanging there by mistake. Suddenly, Clever Elsie began to weep, and she said, If I get Hans, and we have a child, and he grows up, and we send him to the cellar to draw some beer, the pickaxe will fall on his head and kill him. Then she just sat there and wept, and bawled with all her might on account of the impending disaster. Upstairs the others waited for the beer, but Clever Elsie did not return. Then the mother said to the maid, "'You'd better go down to the cellar and see what's keeping Elsie.' The maid went and found her sitting in front of the keg and bawling with all her might. "'Elsie, why are you crying?' asked the maid. "'Why shouldn't I cry?' If I get Hans, and we have a child, and he grows up, and we send him to draw some beer, there's a good chance that the pickaxe will fall on his head and kill him. What a clever Elsie we've got, said the maid, who sat down next to her and also began to weep about the disaster. After a while, when the maid did not return, and the others upstairs were getting thirsty for the beer, the father said to the servant, You'd better go down to the cellar and see what's keeping Elsie and the maid. The servant went downstairs and found Elsie and the maid sitting together and weeping. Why are you crying? he asked. Oh, said Elsie, why shouldn't I cry? If I get Hans and we have a child and he grows up and we send him to draw beer, the pickaxe will fall on his head and kill him. What a clever Elsie we've got, said the servant who sat down next to her and also began to howl loudly. Upstairs, the others waited for the servant, but when he did not appear, the husband said to his wife, You'd better go down to the cellar and see what's keeping Elsie. The wife went down and found all three wailing and wanted to know the reason. So Elsie told her that her future child would probably be killed by the pickaxe when he grew up and was sent to draw some beer, for the pickaxe would fall down. What a clever Elsie we've got, her mother said, and she sat down next to her and began weeping. Now the husband waited upstairs a while longer, but when his wife did not return, he grew thirstier and thirstier. He said, 
I'd better go down to the cellar myself and see what's keeping Elsie. When he reached the cellar and saw them all sitting together and weeping, he learned that Elsie's future child was the cause of it, for he might be killed by the pickaxe if he were under it drawing beer at the exact same time that the axe fell. Then he exclaimed, "'What a clever Elsie we've got!' And he sat down and wept too. The bridegroom continued to sit alone upstairs for a long time, but when it seemed that nobody would return, he thought, "'They're probably waiting for me to come downstairs. I'd better go down and see what they're up to.' When he got there and saw the five of them screaming and moaning quite pitifully, he asked, "'Has there been an accident of some kind?' "'Oh, dear Hans,' Elsie said, "'if we get married and have a child, and he grows up, and we happen to send him here to draw beer, then the pickaxe that's been left behind up there could fall on his head and split his skull in two. Don't you think that's a reason enough to cry?' "'Well,' said Hans, I certainly don't need more brains than that for my household. Since you're such a clever Elsie, I'll have you for my wife. So he took her by the hand, led her upstairs, and married her. One day, after Hans had been living with Elsie for some time, he said, Wife, I'm going to go to work and earn some money, and I want you to go into the field and cut the wheat so we can have some bread. Yes, my dear Hans, I'll do that. When Hans had gone away, she cooked some good porridge and took it with her into the field. When she got there, she said to herself, What should I do first, cut the wheat or sleep? I think I'll sleep first. So she lay down in the wheat field and fell asleep. Meanwhile, Hans had been back at home for some time, and when Elsie did not appear, he said, What a clever Elsie I've got. She's so industrious that she doesn't even come home to eat. But when evening came, and she still did not appear, Hans went out to see what she had cut. However, nothing was cut, and she was lying asleep in the wheat field. Hans hurried back home and fetched a net with bells used for catching birds. He hung it over Elsie while she continued sleeping. After that he ran home, locked the front door, and sat down on a chair to work. Finally, when it was already quite dark, clever Elsie awoke. As she stood up, she heard jingling all around her, and the little bells rang at each step she took. Then she became frightened and so confused that she did not know whether she was really Clever Elsie. "'Is it me, or isn't it me?' she asked. And since she did not know what to answer, she just stood there in doubt for a while. Finally, she thought, "'I'll go home and ask whether it's me or not. They'll surely know.' She ran to the front door, but it was locked. Then she knocked at the window and called out, "'Hans, is Elsie inside?' "'Yes,' answered Hans. "'She's here.' That made her frightened, and she said, "'Oh, God, then I'm not me.' And she went to another house, but when the people heard the bells, they did not want to open the door. Since there was no place for her to go, clever Elsie ran out of the village, and nobody has ever seen her again." The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, 
is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.